Hey, welcome to the 24-7 Marriage Podcast. I am Javier, and I'm here with my beautiful wife. Uh, Shannon. Yes, Shannon. As my relatives call her, eh, Shannon. So you put an E in front of it, and you're eh, Shannon. Can I give a shout-out to somebody really quick? Shout-out. Okay. So, you know how you always say my name in Spanish sometimes, or you say... Your name is the same, you know, Shannon. 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 But that's just because of an accent, but it's still Shannon. I know. I know. But um, it makes me think of our, our friends who are our faithful listeners to the podcast, Tony and Erica Watson, who we've been friends with since, gosh, since we, before, well, when they first got married. And they got married in what is now a convenience store, which used to be a church. It's terrible, when they when you when they drive by, they can't be like, "Hey, we got married there." Well, that's a liquor store now. What do they tell their kids? I don't know. Maybe we'll have them call in and tell Scott. <laughs> but here's one thing that I okay. So Erica and you both are fluent in Spanish. You guys have been speaking it your whole life. Tony and I are the white people. Well, no, but Tony speaks Spanish. That's what I was getting so ready to say. Oh. So you just stole. Sorry, he's got one up on you. And Tony since they first got married, can speak Spanish fluently. And he picked it up so fast. And Tony, if you're listening, I'm so jealous of you that you could do that. I was always in awe of like, because we all went to the same church together for like two years. And I just was like, man, he is wicked smart. Wicked smart. Tony Watson, you're wicked smart. There, that was, I guess a shout out, a shout out to you both. So there you go. <laughs> um. Yeah, we appreciate everybody who is a listener of the podcast, and uh, when you share it, and when you rate, when you review, and you do all that, like it definitely helps and helps us reach and connect with more individuals. That was so in, funny because you <laughs> made up speak. a new word that we ran into Tony and Erica at church uh, several weeks ago, and he came up to you and and told you something about a word that you used in a past. Well, podcast. we did a podcast about being a, a fire, fire hoser, hoser, and that word a hoser. And um, it was Canadian, and, and I just couldn't remember what like movie the movie, but I knew. But then it was like also, I also knew that I, I think at some point they use it in Wayne's World or something. I don't know. Um, but Tony, he he deep dived and he yeah. found out for you. <laughs> Maybe yes, he could be like nice. a producer of there a researcher. There you go, Tony. You're hired. Um, so. We're still in um, hot zone. We're going to be here until like awesome. early June. Um, you make so, Arizona sound so sexy. Well, you know, our daughters live here and... Um, we're sad about that. No, we're joking. No, I love that they're here, but I also, I don't want to be here in the sense of like <laughs> living here full time. But, you know, we're on the road with, with the Marriage Lab and some great things. And it's like, amazing that we're here because... We're having great meetings and conversations and exciting things taking place and well, let's, trying me, to get work done with limited Wi-Fi, but we're we're doing it. But anyways, Javier, Javier let me wait, stop you right there. For 17 years, we lived in a desert. We lived in the Santa Clara the high Valley, desert. and it would it would get to 110 in the summer, and then we moved to the coast by the beach, mm. and we got spoiled mm. by 75 degrees, 364 days mm-hmm. a year. Yes, and, and yes. then we come to Arizona if, and we're cranky. If, if Jesus were going to live somewhere right now, it'd be on the coast. Well, he he I'm mostly did spend time by the water. That's he's a smart man, smart smart <laughs> man. Um, I know hot is hot, but anyways. Uh, no, there are different hots. There's dry hot and there's wet hot, and I would rather be in Arizona than I would be in the south. The humidity, yeah, I know. My beard curls up. I have a good Arizona beard right now. 
it's See? nice and straight and it you know it doesn't curl up like you know a ball in my face because when there's moisture in the air my beard goes <laughs> it just curls up anywho um, wow. how are you Shannon is there anything you need to tell me um not that you have anything I'm just oh. wondering no I'm still plugging along working on my book and I have two friends helping me edit it before it goes to the final editor. But, um, yeah, I hate this part of writing a book because it's almost like standing in front of somebody naked and them critiquing every inch of your body. Oh. So that's how I feel about my my book because I know they're nitpicking it apart. But I'm okay because I, I was telling Anne this. I said I'm not a writer. Or wait, I said I'm not a, she goes, you're a writer, you're not an author. Is there a difference? I don't know. I digress. I, I don't even want to get into it. I, I know there is, but I'd have to think through that for a moment on the and differences. Yeah, no, no. But you know what I'm saying? I, I don't consider myself somebody who spends their life writing books and novels and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I hope that this would be the first of maybe a couple books that I write, but it is definitely not something that I feel. Or they were writing together. We're doing or, a devotional one together. Yes. Kind of a, I don't say devotional, it's a daily read. I don't know what we're going to call it. We're trying to get that one nailed down too and well, trying to edit that one as well. What is another word for devotional? I don't know. We'll, we're going to figure that one out. Yeah. But, Shan, do you ever ask yourself? All the time. Like in the morning, like. Or have you ever, like, what should I do today? Or maybe it's the weekend. Like, what should I do today? Like, I don't ask myself that. You don't? No. Okay. Did you think I was going to say something else? I thought you would say, maybe. yeah, in the past I've asked myself, okay. like, hey, what should I do today? Maybe on Saturday morning, yeah. but five days a week, yeah. I know exactly what I'm doing. Have you ever asked yourself, what should I do today in my marriage? No, I've never asked myself that. Really? No. Is this podcast going to suck now? No, I oh, just okay. you're, I I I just figure that I my guess is just me. Because I've asked myself Javier, like but ask in my marriage, what should I do today? No, because there's moments and times where Javier, nobody else asks herself that question. I don't know. No, you're alone in that. Maybe let us. No, I I think if someone's in a season in their marriage, a difficult maybe it's a difficult season. They're navigating something. And that question would come up, like, what should I do today in this area? What should I do to tackle this problem, this situation? Nobody asks themselves that question. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they're, they don't. Maybe they don't verbally say they're it. They're a small minority of people. But I here. think no. But I think what people are thinking in their mind. I disagree. And that, I don't think so. I disagree with you. I believe there are people who, if they're struggling in an area in their marriage currently or navigating a difficult situation. They may be asking, what should I do? No. You don't think people ask that question, what should I do? No. They're, yeah, but it's usually. You just said no. Now you said, yeah, no, Shannon, you, which one is it? You just said no. Then you said, yeah. Do people ask okay. them, what should well, I do today I in this area okay. that I'm struggling Can I in? talk before I hit you over marriage the head is microphone? broken in. I'm going to answer. I believe that people typically, and I'm not lumping everybody into one thing, I would say that people typically don't ask that question until a crisis occurs. People don't wake up and go, what could I do to love my spouse more today? 
would we and like them to have that mind shift and do those 100% they should be doing that, yes. Javier, but they're not. So, I understand that. Oh, yes. but that's one of the reasons 24-7 marriage exists is but, to help people. But what I'm saying is that people don't wake up and say, what should I do today in my marriage? Typically, it only happens within a crisis. And Okay, so okay. again, my question was, okay, when people question? are in a season of difficulty or a crisis or a situation that's impacting their marriage, yeah. I said, they typically will ask, what should I do? How do I navigate this? Oh, and I didn't you, hear said, you say that. No. Oh, sweet Moses. <laughs> I said it like five times. Because I, I said, wasn't listening. In those moments, <laughs> do they say, What should I do? And we know that to be true because people reach out, they yeah. email us, they yes. DM saying, What should I do? Well, and you know what? They've already thought about divorce. Because that's where they've gone. They're just wondering, should I really go down that rabbit hole? Right now I'm thinking, what should I do with you? Oh, really? Because I said that five times. <laughs> Javier, who's the king of not listening in this relationship? No. Oh, Shannon. Oh, that's, Javier. No, that's oh. not nice. That's oh. not nice. I oh. do. I I listen. <laughs> Look, at, I like how you got not really serious that, when you I, said I, that. I hear you. Okay. I hear you. <laughs> I listen and I hear hear you cookie i understand okay so why'd you get all serious those, like dr phil in those moments people ask that question what should i do and i agree with you that it's a question that we should also ask in the moments when maybe we're not facing faced with anything difficult or maybe there's not a yeah uh, a struggle that we're navigating through or a disagreement we're trying to kind of work through with our spouse like things are things are good um And it should be a question, like, what should I do today? Like, where can I improve my marriage? What things can I work on? I think that is a Those good are, thing. Yeah. And it's something that I, I hope you can put into practice. And maybe I'm odd in that way, is that I do think, you know, what can I do today? I don't know like, that you would say you you think of that every single day you get up. Popular. Not every single day. Okay. No, not every single yeah, day. I but I have moments where I'm thinking through, like, I've done this since early on in marriage, getting away and looking at how am I doing as a husband, as a father, and all the roles of my life and asking, where can I improve? What needs to shift? What needs to change? Right? But having said that, I think that is an important thing that we need to have in place in our marriage is taking moments where you step away, not from your marriage, but you step away to look to at... Reflect. Right. And sometimes we work a lot in our marriage in it, but how often are we working on it? And the on it is when you ask yourself that question, what should I be doing or what can I do differently? What have I not been doing? Right. So asking that question, not just in the middle of a difficult season, but when things are okay. And how can I improve? Because they can always get better. Yes. Always. Always. But what I actually wanted, to, the other question I want is the flip side of that, is we might ask, like, what should I do today? Or what can I do in this situation or this circumstance in our marriage? Or whenever you're asking that question. But I also want to ask yourself, like, maybe ask yourself, what should I remove today? What should I remove 
from my marriage. Okay, nobody asked that question, and that's a great question. People should start No, I don't think people are asking that question. That's why I'm asking it. Yeah. Is it's easy to say, what can I work on in the sense of like, I want to be better at this, I want to do this, and I want to be better at listening, uh, like Shannon told me I need to communicate um, better, I, you know, I want to be more empathetic, I mm-hmm. want to be more understanding, whatever it may be. There's but a, the question is, what do I, not they, but what do I need to remove today? What should I remove today? That if I did so, it would make an impact in my marriage, you know, and... I think that's an important question to ask ourselves. Mm-hmm. It is. I find myself, well, after 29 years, I'm more self-aware in, in even the small moments. I mean, even today, we got off to a rough start with recording podcasts. Let's not lie. It it went south pretty fast because we stopped recording one podcast and deleted it. And you said something to me, and in my mind, I said, Shannon, you have a choice to make. Don't re- don't react to what he said. Did like, you make the choice? I, yes, I did. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm not going to react and be rude back. Like, I'm not going to be rude. Actually, you weren't being rude to me, but I was frustrated. So I was telling myself, Shannon, stop. Don't react and don't be rude. Take a breath. Move on. This is not a hill I need to die on. And I was choosing to remove something because what I wanted to do was snap at you because well, you, you made you, me mad. But I was also like, like, so that is, so you're saying, what are you saying? That there is something that you should remove? Well, yeah, because. Which, which was, so, so help My passive aggressiveness. Okay. So, yeah. So that's a, that's a good example. Like what are the things that we need to remove? And like, I can. We've sat with many couples and we hear a lot of things that they want to shift and change, but it's really hard when, you know, they're posed or we, we, we pose this question of like, what do you need to remove? Not, not like, Oh, they need to deal with this. They need to well, handle this. We're always so asking, quick to point out what sure. they need to do. What do you need to remove? You know what? I need to remove this place that I'm holding on to anger. I need to remove anger. What would you say to somebody who says, life. I will remove my anger, Javier, when she stops doing this? Yeah, I mean, that's because you're, you're basing your behavior. You're basing on them so and good. what they should do, so how good. they. I expect them to behave. And if they do these things, then I will. And it doesn't work that way. Like, if you're going to ask your question, what do I need to remove today? You're asking that question about yourself and that's going to help you in your life as an individual. And then in turn, it will impact your marriage. When you're able to say, I need to remove this place of anger. I need to remove this root of bitterness and unforgiveness that I've had. I have not been operating with forgiveness. Mm-hmm. I need to remove that. I need to remove the frustration that I have with my spouse because they don't They've been dealing with this same issue for a long time, and this hasn't changed, and I'm frustrated. I needed to remove that and not be a person who allows himself to get frustrated. Now, what they do could be frustrating, but you can still choose to not be frustrated. Does that make sense? Because I I like that you emphasize your spouse is going to annoy the crap out of you. They're going to frustrate you. They're going to tick you off. You... 
get under my skin like nobody else can. And I'm sure that I bug the holy bejeebus out of you. I know that I can bug you. Sometimes I even know that I do things on purpose to get a rise out of you, just to bother you. Which so is so you need to remove that. <laughs> no, because it's fun. Mm. I'm joking, but you know what I'm saying. That you like just because we're going to remove something, something isn't. You're not saying it's the absence of a feeling that we have. There are moments you're going to be completely frustrated with your spouse, angry, upset, but we still have a choice to make. Yeah. And yeah. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what the thing that I feel that as a person who was passive aggressive, belligerent yeah. and belittling for yeah. five years, that's the thing that I worked on most is becoming yeah. self-aware that yeah. I am going to be frustrated with you. You are at times going to upset me, but how I respond to you is my choice and I have control over that. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think an example, I would say if, if you're struggling this area and it's not a question you've asked, and, I, and, I, and I'm going to I'm going to venture to say this is probably a question that many of you have not asked yourself, right? We can get up like, what should I do today? You know, what area are, am I going to work on to improve my marriage, or how am I going to tackle this? And I'm going to reach out to somebody and ask them, what should I do? But asking this question of what sh- I should remove um, is not an easy one. And the thing is, things creep into our lives mm-hmm. and into our marriage. So good. Sometimes slowly, yeah. and right? Like a card of alignment. We wake up, we're like, how did we get here? And it's kind of like if you had an, an issue with your tooth, which we hate to have. But it didn't happen probably overnight. You know, it happened because you maybe were eating the wrong foods. Maybe it was sugary foods. Maybe you were eating foods that were too hard, and eventually you cracked something. Whatever it may be. And neglect, not going to have them cleaned and taken care of on a consistent basis, not brushing, not flossing. The problem happened over a period of time. And then all of a sudden, now like now you're in pain, pain and now it hurts, right? You. And now to get the healing, you have to what? Sometimes go to the root. Go to the root, and but you have to remove it. <laughs> Sometimes you have to actually remove it to get better. And so many of you have allowed things to creep into your marriage, into your life over a period of time that you've neglected, you haven't dealt with, you've enjoyed it even, maybe. Maybe you have been watching, right, pornography, and maybe it's pleasurable, and for a moment, but you've allowed it to creep in, and now it has taken root. And it needs to be removed. And the only way you're going to remove that is by cutting it out, right? It has to be cut out. But the thing is, like, you have to make a choice. I'm removing lust from my life. I am making a choice to remove that that place of maybe I need it because of validation. Whatever it may be, like, I'm choosing to remove that. And that's an important piece, I guess, for us. or Not I guess. I know for us to understand that if we have allowed these things to creep in, what are you going to do to remove them so now before it gets to a point where... It's a great question because sometimes what happens, Javier, is that we don't realize that we've let things in and we don't know that they've made us toxic. Mm-hmm. And it isn't until maybe somebody else or maybe when your children get older and they excuse me, they point things out to you and you're like, oh, 
I didn't know that oh, yeah. that has, that behavior's gone on for yeah. years. And they're like, yeah. Mom, Dad, you've been doing this yeah. to for so yeah. long. And maybe and, you did it because you felt you were getting hurt by your spouse. Yeah. And so you you built up this this barrier, this wall of maybe not having emotions and feelings, right? Yeah. And not expressing that because you've been hurt. So now you're self protecting. But that self-protecting turned into years of passive-aggressive behavior that's now become yeah. toxic in your marriage. Exactly. And it's the very thing that has to be removed. But the thing is you have you have to become self-aware that it's there. Yeah. Sometimes uh, that's the hardest part of coaching well, yeah. is that when we sit with somebody and we're trying to get them to realize the thing that's toxic and they don't see it, but everybody else sees it. Yeah. And we have to wait for them to see well, it. Well, they built we a relationship with it. Yes. They're so comfortable with keep, it. Keep preaching. And so that's the thing. Like you, you've you've made your bed and then you're laying with it. You've, you're spooning it. You're mm-hmm. cuddling up to it. Mm-hmm. And so I think the thing is you, we've got to come to this place of removing it now. Like if you recognize that's going on and you recognize there's something in your marriage that must be removed in your life, and, and not, it's not removing your spouse, let's be clear, okay? I'm not giving you permission to remove your spouse. No. We're talking about you personally, what needs to be removed that you know is impacting you and your marriage, and do it now. Do it now. And don't, and don't wait until your spouse does A, B, and C, until your spouse responds a certain way or starts respecting you or starts dealing with their things or, or says, I'm sorry, do it now before it takes deeper root, right? And becomes a place of toxic toxicity that becomes a place that, that brings disunity in your marriage. Remove those things now. So, yeah, ask yourself, what should I do today? That's great. But more importantly, ask yourself, what should I remove? What do I need to remove that has infiltrated its way into my life? And now is impacting my marriage. Stop holding on to the things that are toxic in your marriage as a security blanket because yeah. eventually it's going to take down your marriage. Yeah. And that's the brutal truth. Yeah. I'm, I mean, you can't sugarcoat that. Yeah. So this is definitely one to <laughs> expand on and and go more on. But um, I want to encourage you that, that maybe you pause after this podcast and you would write down, here are the things that I know I need to remove, that I need to get Rid of, and I and I know that every single one of us has something, right? We all have things that we need to remove from our lives, and and some and, and it could be as simple as like I need to remove being you know being lazy, you know I'm lazy in these areas, and the laziness has trickled over into like the pursuit of my spouse, and it's trickled over to all these other areas. Like there's things that each and every one of us have that that we can sit back, make a list, and I will probably do the same. Um, of like, here are the things I know I need to remove, you know, and it just could be where you give your time to, or I need to remove the fact that I am on social media all the time, or that I am, you know, paying more attention to that. You know, I'm wondering why my wife won't have sex, but I pay more attention to my phone than I do to her and remove it. Maybe not fully get rid of your phone, but I'm saying remove the obstacle that is causing you the problems, difficulties, the struggles. There's so, so much. So, um, yeah, and, like, email us, uh, send us a message, like, a DM, like, reach out and let us know. What are you removing? I'd love to hear. Like, 
you know, how this episode uh, impacted you and what are you removing? What needs to be removed? And it, this is a, a big topic for sure. Um, but thank you. Thanks for, for tuning in. Uh, thank you for being part of the 24 seven marriage family. Remember, we are always asking you, um, you can support 24 seven marriage and the work that we do, uh, to, uh, impact marriages by going to our website. Um, you can also find all the information on social media, but also make sure rate and review this podcast. It means so much to us when you do that and share it with others. And always remember that in marriage, you don't have to. You get to. You get to. Have an amazing week. Thank you for listening to the 24-7 Marriage Podcast. Help us expand our reach by rating and leaving us a review on iTunes. Make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. For more information on the work we do and how to support 24-7 Marriage, head on over to 247marriage.org and click on Partner With Us. Until next week, remember, in marriage you don't have to, you get to.